More news on the right to repair front. We're going to talk about the rest of the farm bill today and a lot more on the Arkansas AgCast. You're listening to the Arkansas AgCast, where we discuss the latest news, trends, and issues impacting Arkansas farmers and ranchers. Our show is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation and hosted by Jason Brown and John Nickman. Man, got my cords all tangled up over here. You all right? <laughs> like somebody's trying to kidnap me. Tie Man. my legs up. <laughs> <laughs> Pull you under the table? Yeah. Goodness gracious. Uh, hey, happy Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, it's Thursday. The week is, we're halfway, you know, past halfway. <laughs> Everybody that I've talked to this week is like, is it Friday? Like, Yesterday felt like it should have been Friday a little yeah. bit. I don't know. I, I'm guessing it's the time change. I don't. I don't know what the culture. It's still is, affecting me. I, yeah. I can honestly say that. And the baby too. And the baby too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Working home. Yeah. I uh, I know our kiddo is like like dragging a teenager out of bed in the morning. <laughs> she does not <laughs> want to wake up. I went in there this morning wondering if she was in there. Like. Yeah, all buried under the covers, did not want to wake up too mm-hmm. early. Anthony's wanting to go to bed earlier because yeah. of the time and wake up earlier. Earlier. So it's ruining my routine. Yeah, you know? like, hey, buddy, it's still dark, dark out at, yeah. you know, 7. Yeah. You know? Uh, man, it's a good-looking pullover. Thanks, man. <laughs> I, I, I really like this pullover. Yeah. Uh, if, if you like it, let me know. <laughs> the guys here t- tend to like it as well, it sounds like. So we were talking off air. um, and uh, a couple of weeks ago, I, you guys got to know, before we start recording this thing every week, for about 15 minutes, we just come in here and shoot. I mean, it, we were talking everything from Princess Bride to the food and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And a couple of weeks ago, you, you told us a story <laughs> about a pullover that you purchased that you liked so much. You had to it made me it feel on. like a kid again. Yeah, it made you feel like a kid again. You had to put it on before you left the store. Yeah. You know how you 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 got a new pair of shoes as a kid, right? Like you jump and higher. Like, man, I want to wear these out of the store. Man, I've done it. Yeah, <laughs> I think I told you guys the shoes that I'm wearing. I wore out of the yeah. store. And I, I tried this pullover on, and the guy was like, "You want to wear it out of the store?" I said, <laughs> yeah, I do. Actually, I'm 36 years old, but yes, I do want to wear this out of the store. So two seconds before we started recording, Matthew goes, "Hey, John." Is that that pullover you wore out of the store? <laughs> yes, sir. And and Mac just like he just like died like we all died laughing in here. So it was a great way to start. Good laugh. The show. I, you know, I one of the things that we hear a lot is you guys. Just, you you sound like you have a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, you make me feel like I'm sitting down with some buddies and and talking about farming and whatever. And and I I tell you the it's it's honest. Yeah. Yeah. That's honest. Yeah, we, <laughs> we we have a lot of we have a lot of fun, a lot of fun in here, and we we make each other laugh, which is a good thing. Uh, so why are you wearing that? Razorbacks play today. Oh yeah, yeah. Rudimont, Illinois. Was it at like a let? No, no. It's at three thirty. Three thirty. Three thirty. I think. Okay. Could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. But yeah, uh, yeah. I'm rooting on my team. Like they're a eight and nine seed or something like that. Yeah, so yeah I think we're eight something. and Illinois is nine. Is that yeah. right? That is yeah. correct. It'll be so, a good game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, did you fill out a bracket? I did. Did you? Who do you? Uh, I did. Always. Yeah. I some buddies of mine started doing this a couple years ago. We do a 
a, a human picked bracket. Yeah. You know, what I, what I would pick, and then we do an auto generated mm. and and put them all in the same bracket challenge yep. just to see um, who does better. So my wife is trying to every year she'll get like see the dogs try to pick a bracket. Yeah. This year it was the baby. Oh, the baby. Yeah. Okay. She'll just like, like point a toe over yeah, here. Yeah. She'll put a hand up here for one team and over here. And yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cute. It's uh, yeah. we've done it before with mascots. We've done it before with coin toss. You know, here's the deal. Uh, your little pea brain doesn't mm. really do much better than no. any chance mm. and things like Mm-mm. that. At least mine doesn't. Who who did you pick? And this year, uh-huh. I got Purdue. I'm not real confident in that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bama's really good. They are. Um, trying to think. Houston's good. Mm-hmm. So I went through and did my mine first, mm-hmm. and I chose Houston. Yeah. And then I did the auto uh, pick, and th- it also chose Houston. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's a little bit vindicating. Wife well, gave a good point though. If we can get, if Arkansas can get past uh, Illinois. Uh-huh. And if they beat Kansas, they could really go. It kind of opens up after that, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll be fun to watch. One of my favorite times. I don't really pay a ton of attention to basketball throughout the season. Mm-hmm. But as soon as the tournament gets here, man, I'm dialing. Yeah. You yeah. know? I guess a lot of people are like that, though. Yeah. That being said, we do, <laughs> do have some actual information to share with you. Uh, the uh, Arkansas Century Farm application is open from the Arkansas uh, Department of Ag. Uh, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, but if you, you know, if your farm has been operating for a hundred years, you can apply, go through that process and, uh, pretty cool to see those signs when yeah. you're driving down the road. Um, the application is available at agriculture.arkansas.gov. Um, must be postmarked by May the 31st. You can get all the information there, but certainly if, if you think you qualify, uh, hop in there and, and get involved in that program. It's, um. Uh, it's, it's cool to be recognized. Um, and then just a side note here of potential impact for anybody who may be going out and using uh, WMAs right now. Game and Fish is temporarily closed access or is temporarily closing access to six areas in order to address the feral hog situation, which is sort of what makes it relevant to the, to the ag yeah. uh, industry here. Um <clears throat> They've got specifics on their website, including the dates uh, for when they're going to close each of those and the times that they'll be closed. Uh, and then there's some a phone number and some names there where you can call and get more information about that uh, if you're interested. Yeah, Tyler Ochsner's at a Game and Fish meeting right now. Uh, oh, really? Representing our department. So yeah. I asked him to check in on that, see if they said anything. We can report back on that one. Yeah, good. Um, other than that... Uh, yeah, we've got more freeze warnings. I think there's another freeze warning today, certainly headed into some cold temperatures over Man. the weekend. Uh, I think Sunday's high is 44. It has started in this room. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Start. <laughs> we start well, this podcast. This thank you for bringing up the fourth or fifth character uh, of this show, which is the temperature of our studio. Exactly. <laughs> I can't believe we made it this far without talking about it. If it wasn't for this pullover, I'd be a little uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, very nice pullover. <laughs> uh, let me see. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, I don't, this is, we've got to be seeing some impacts to farmers uh, right now. I reached out to a couple, haven't heard back, but um, our fruit farmers specifically yeah. probably are concerned about you know, this. Strawberry farmers are going to have most of their stuff covered right now. Yeah. Um, so they should be okay. 
Okay. Uh, other things like uh, peaches. You know, I think it was That's, a few years ago there was a freeze in April mm-hmm. that really caught. If those peaches are still in kind of a bud and it hadn't op- flowered up yet, open yet, yeah, uh, that'll cause a lot of damage. But okay. I don't know if we're there yet with peaches. So they may be okay, but peaches in general are just really insensitive. Yeah, I mean, probably mo- the freeze is more concerning because we, you know, we've hit seventy and eighty degrees. Mm-hmm. I mean, timing wise, it's not that big of a show. I mean, we certainly have had snow on spring break yeah. and things like that. Yeah. But um, anyway, just you know, it's certainly going to slow row crop farming or planting down, especially with all the rain combined with you know soil temperatures and things. Be like one that. of those years again. Yeah, that's what, uh, yeah, certainly. I mean, everybody's going to be busting to try and get out there. Um, so, anyhow, um, and then I thought I'd talk about a, a pretty cool experience that um, Matthew, uh, one of our producers here on the show, came back. He An adventure he went on last week. Have you ever seen an emu? Not in person. Yeah. I got to hear a lot about it at the Arkansas Grown Conference, though. So. Oh, really? I did. Okay. Yeah. I wonder if our uh, if our video subject was there. Yeah. Uh, so Matthew and Shaley from our team went out and uh, shot a video on emus mm-hmm. that is coming. Um, but I learned a ton about those guys. You know, um, the, the alpha gal here you got that was the reason this person kind of got into it because she had it. Yeah. And that's why she started producing. Or is raising. that is that the farmer? Which not okay. means. No, spo- a little bit of a spoiler alert, but that's that's the farmer w- that okay, we went yeah. out and talked to. Yeah, um, she she's got quite the herd. Does she? Uh-huh. Sound like uh huh. And a very cool story. You'll have to watch the video to see that. But yeah, the alpha gal syndrome is what what sort of has gotten this thing going. Really? Yeah. The, I mean, I th- I think we used to raise quite a bit of emu uh, yeah. in the state uh, before, or you know, long ago. Maybe I'll say. Uh, but this alpha gal syndrome, which basically impacts people, makes them not able to eat red meat. Yeah. Uh, but emu can um, imitate that. Not imitate it, but it it is red meat, I guess. Yeah, it kind of replaces safe. that in their diet, and they said it's similar to yeah. a beef. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. So keep an eye out for that. I think we're going to put it out um, next week, this week or next. Uh, so watch our social, social channels for that. It's a... It's an interesting topic and interesting story. So, uh, but you know, if nothing else, watch the video so you can hear that, how they sound. That's what I was wondering. Um, I mean, are we, you know, hopefully we captured. Some oh, you of can that. you can hear it. Yeah, it's it's really really wild. Like I thought a, I knew what they sounded like, and like a chest rumbling something. Yeah, like, here. yeah. really, very yeah. deep. Hmm. So. Yeah. The other thing that we learned through this process is that Farm Bureau used to have a rat tight. Um, commodity division which is for emu and uh ostrich uh, producers Mm -hmm. Uh, so it used to be pretty big deal so cool to see it coming back and i think the alpha gal syndrome is probably part of that yeah Um, she kind of made it sound like to me when we talked in person at the conference that that was the biggest push or demand in that product yeah well pretty neat uh yeah anyway you'll you'll be able to find that on our social channels i just we were all enamored by the conversation and the recap of going out to shoot that video the other day. So I thought I'd bring it up. Uh, well, it's Thursday. Uh, as we're recording this, you and we'll release it on Thursday. You may be listening on Friday. If so, ha- happy St. Patrick's Day. Top yes. of the morning to you. Tomorrow, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
I like the I like the holiday. I think it's fun. It, I have fond memories from school growing up. Coming in, the teacher painted you know leprechaun prints yeah. on your desk. Where you're green, you get pinched. <laughs> yeah, right? don't yeah. get pinched. Yeah. Um, but food also a uh, a heavy topic within the St. Patrick's Day. It is celebrations. So I thought I'd ask you guys if you're picking, you've got to pick the menu for yeah. the St. Patrick's Day party at your house. Are you going corned beef and cabbage, bangers and mash, or shepherd's pie, Brian? Well, I want to throw it all off the rails because... None? None of the above? It's always a different thing every year. Uh, St. Patrick's Day is actually my anniversary. Oh, wow. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. We did not realize that when we got married. You read my mind. Is that intentional? No. Did you have a green wedding cake? No. No? We did not. When did you realize? Like leading up to? After you set the date, but before? No, it was the day. Um, You were at the altar and the the preacher reached over and pinched you. Well, you're not wearing green. (laughs) We were on spring break. Okay. um, And we came back to town and had been talking. We'd gone to Tennessee to uh, visit my wife's family and uh, we get back to town and it was a Sunday night getting ready to go back to work. And we had been talking about marriage and the possibility. She walked in she's like, let's do it. I'm ready. Like, you know, most people get tattoos on spring. Break. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about that too at one point, but you know, were y'all in Vegas? No, <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's crazy. But anyway. So she says, let's do it. And then and I said, okay, uh, like when? She goes, now. Like, can we do it tonight? Like, well, it's a Sunday night. We don't have a license. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be kind of hard. Maybe tomorrow. Yeah. So we went to work. We went on our lunch break, got the license, and then got married that afternoon. And at the courthouse, I guess. Or no. We, we got married at a park here in West Little Rock. That yeah. That was our favorite park. And... uh uh, went out to eat that night and realized, holy smokes. <laughs> There's a bunch of green beer in here. Yes. <laughs> what is up with what? all the green? <laughs> and, and, oh, my gosh, we got married on St. Patrick's That's Day. That's such a easy, great story. It's easy to remember now. You got but, the luck of the Irish with you now. I do come from a long line of McCartney's. So. Yeah. Do you really? Paul, Paul in there? Paul so. McCartney was actually my grandfather's name. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you're about to say Man, who's your guy. grandfather. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that's kind of like, like, what it feels we, like. So <laughs> anyway, prove it. <laughs> I told you I was going to take it off the rails. There you go. You took it way off the rails. Know, but, you know, we have done bangers and mash and, and yeah. shepherd's pie. and you know. But usually steak or something because it's your anniversary. Yeah, I well, know. I mean, we, Good fish, we may man. do a charcuterie board tomorrow. I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah kinda, man. Kind of crazy. I'm, I'm going to go with... I don't know. Have you ever had corned beef, uh, like egg rolls, like Reuben egg rolls? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, those are Man. great. Yeah. yeah, those are great. Uh, there's a place in downtown Argenta who has great. I think um, really. Yeah. Dugan's so that used to have corned beef too. and cabbage kind of remind me of that those are really good. The shepherd's pie kind of and bangers and mash is more of a winter time type heartier yeah. meal for me. I guess. Well, it's gonna be forty. But I don't eat, yeah, that's true. I, I'll be honestly, I'm not a very, I got a lot of Irish and Scott, Scottish in me. So if you, you can't don't tell, say. I don't know if it's the red beard. <laughs> I mean, I my, hate to. My niece the other day was, book lo- by its cover, was but. looking at like a little picture book and it had a, 
two leprechauns, a, a, like a grown one and like a little baby one. And my niece was like, oh, there's Uncle John and Anthony. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> Can't argue with that. She's three, I think. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's great. That's so awesome. My son's also fairly uh, uh, fair-skinned and he's got some red hair. Some red hair coming, coming yeah. in. Yeah, All right. So. Well. Uh, so, yeah, I don't eat a whole lot of these foods, but when I do, it's probably the corned beef. <laughs> is that not hilarious? That is too good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I like – I don't eat a lot, but I, I'm a fan of shepherd's pie. Yeah, I like it sure. too. Uh, yeah. I'm not a cabbage eater. I'll tell you yeah. that mm. right now. I like cabbage. Um, I've, got a, I've got a buddy that loves to put it on a smoker and cook mm-hmm. it in – you know, wrap it in foil and cook it on the stove. Oh yeah, I've seen that. I've never had it though. That's about the only way I'll eat it, and even then, it's just a little bit. I don't know. I eat coleslaw, but yeah, um, I don't. I don't think that counts. But all right, well, happy St. Patrick's Day to you. Wear your green. Don't get pinched. Uh, and unless happy you anniversary. want to, I mean, unless you want to, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like torture to me, but you know, so never know. Uh, and happy anniversary to Brian and uh, Star. Thank you. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. He's been married a while. He has. <laughs> Just a little. Yeah. He, he wasn't he, talking he, about this past Monday. He, 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 <laughs> no, every year is a, another another move forward. You know, John. <laughs> congratulations on making it another year. Yeah, you're see? right. You're right. Thank Point you. well made. Thank you. Uh, John will have a gift for you tomorrow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It'll be green. <laughs> <laughs> All right, geez. <laughs> I guess it's time to, to move on to the news. And um, like we do, we'll start with the uh, weekly legislative update. We're reporting on the 10th week of the general session. We've now had more than 1,100 bills filed across the session. And we're uh, going to track a little over 50 of those. Mm-hmm. Or we're tracking a little over 50 of those. We're certainly not going to talk about 50 today. Um, but let's kick it off with SB 324. A bill we've talked a lot about during Farmer's Day at the Capitol conversation, as Jared noted when he was on the show, uh, that you've likely heard by now. This bill is meant to address the hardships young and self-employed uh, farmers face when it comes to affordable health coverage yep. uh, for themselves and their families. The bill saw its first bit of action this week going before the insurance committee and passing out a committee on Tuesday. That's good. I will tell you, it was supposed to be, and my script says it was on the Senate floor, going to the Senate floor this afternoon. Um, Jared stopped me just on the way down here and said it actually went yesterday and passed uh, the Senate floor yesterday, which means it will uh, now be headed on to the House. Um, So... Uh, moving on from there, HB one zero zero three. This is the beginning tax farmer, uh, beginning farmer tax credit bill. That's moving again. It was stalled for a bit, yeah. um, but it's expected to be in the House Revenue Taxation Committee this week. Uh, there are a number of other ag-related bills on both sides of the Capitol right now. I believe we listed more than ten in our legislative mm-hmm. update email uh, on Monday. We'll send out an updated version of that email tomorrow, so please be on the lookout. And that wraps up our legislative update for the week. So we'll move on to some news. Cool. All right. So more big news coming out of American Farm Bureau Federation regarding the right to repair issue. So if you didn't, you know, remember we reported on this a few months ago with John Deere coming out and agreeing to MOU with uh, American Farm Bureau yeah. for the right to repair. Beginning of the year. So uh, just this last week, AFBF announced that they have signed another right to repair MOU 
with Case IH and Nuhan that provides farmers and ranchers with the right to repair their own farm equipment. We All reported right. on this back in January, like I said, with AFBF. Signed uh, the first MOU with John Deere. This is an issue that farmers across the country have been dealing with for a long time, mm-hmm. especially since all the upgrades and technology and whatnot. So yeah, no doubt. This is kind of the focus of that. Uh, so AFBF President uh, Zippy Duval was quoted saying, our members urge us to find a private sector solution that gives them access to repair their own equipment. And I'm pleased months to months of discussions have gained uh, have again paid off. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Coffey, Vice President of Case IH North America, said, "We know that agricultural equipment is one of the most significant investments for the American farmer. As a farmer, Farm Bureau member myself, yeah, and brand leader, this MOU is a positive step forward." And continuing to put the customer in the center of everything they do. So Could I thought that hurt? was pretty interesting that he's a Farm Bureau member and, and a, a farmer. farmer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, similar to this agreement with John Deere, this MLU will allow farmers and independent repair facilities access to CNH industrial brand manuals, tools, product guides, and information to self diagnose self repair machines, uh, as well as the opportunity to purchase diagnostic tools uh, and order products and parts. Nice. However, the MIU respects intellectual property rights and recognizes the need to ensure safety controls and emission systems are not altered. Okay. AFBF plans to meet semi-annually with uh, these companies to review the agreement and address any new concerns. You know, as technology improves, uh, they want to make sure that stuff's, you know, included or if, you know, just trying to monitor those situations as they Well, it's on. great to know that it's not just a, you know, a one and done, that, that it's we can adapt as, as farmers need to yeah. and, and things like that. And when they is, made that one with John Deere, they were saying this was a goal to reintroduce more manufacturers, more companies into this agreement. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you did a media interview when uh, with, yep. when the John Deere MOU was announced. And do you, do you recall some of the benefits of being able to do this? Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest impacts is just time. Time, you know? yeah. And um, back when I was – doing gps work there was there was only two of us so and how many customers do we have all across eastern arkansas yeah you know when a gps system or satellite goes down uh it's hard to remember how to drive a tractor again (laughs) but more specifically as efficient as those machines are with that equipment and technology now you just can't replicate it yeah Uh, you know so uh if that if that's down then your tractor's down and i may not be able to get to you for a few days so yeah the farmer can go do that stuff himself yeah and so. you can just hop off it hop hop off the piece of equipment and start working on it, yeah you know, and it's more advanced to. now it's and in planers and sprayers and dirt moving equipment you yeah. know it's money yeah. is time yeah no doubt no doubt so yeah it all comes down to the dollars and cents here time is money whichever way you want to say that i think both ways work. yeah <laughs> well good that's a good one all right let's take a short break uh from the news to hear a bit about our foundation and the role it plays in arkansas all right At the heart of Arkansas are its farm families. The Arkansas Farm Bureau Foundation works to provide financial support to rural communities. Since its creation, the foundation has donated more than $1.5 million to community disaster assistance, egg in the classroom materials, MASH scholarships, support of Arkansas FFA and 4-H, sponsoring local events, and donations to other charitable organizations. Through our efforts, we have had the opportunity to impact lives in every county in the state. We believe by investing in local communities, we will improve the lives of Arkansas families. 
Help us ensure the future of agriculture and the rural way of life by donating today. You know, the work of our foundation is so important across this state. If you've not taken the time to learn about this work, you can do so at ARFB.com. All right, we talk a lot about the Farm Bill on this show. We've been talking a lot about the four big titles lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought it'd be helpful if we took a few minutes to talk about the the what else. I'm using air quotes if you're listening, uh, of the Farm Bill. Uh, I drew inspiration for this segment from a piece uh, that uh, Barrett Nelson, uh, at American Farm Bureau, uh, published. Yeah. Uh, it's it's He published this as part of the uh, Market Intel blog this week and it's helpful to understand how the entire uh farm bill lines out in my opinion which can be very complicated super complicated and 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 hopefully we'll help explain that and not make it more complicated but to set the stage here about 99 percent of the farm bill outlays go to nutrition crop insurance commodities and conservation titles with the other titles i'm using air quotes again making up the last one percent he makes the point that the remaining 1% or the other category has huge impacts on rural Americans, which accounted for more than 45 million people in 2020. And that's one of the reasons we wanted to sort of have this conversation here. Uh, the Farm Bill is made up of titles. That's the first mm-hmm. sort of 101 there. Uh, so we'll use, the, we'll use those terms here uh, in this story. Title 5 deals with credit. So we talked about the first four. We're skipping right past those. And we're into Title Five. deals with credit. And Barrett notes how uh, crucial uh, the relationships between a farmer and their lender can be. This title is where the lending and financial aspects of farming and rural life come into play. Items such as FSA loans and the farm credit system. It's a big deal. Yeah. So, let's see here. Moving on to Title Six, Rural Development. The title has been, this title has been a part of the Farm Bill since the early 70s and addresses all programs administered by USDA's Rural Development Agency. There's a lot addressed in this title, including rural health outcomes, broadband, community, and economic development programs, water and wastewater treatment, rural energy, electrification, cybersecurity, and a lot more. Yeah. A lot of topics we talk about on a regular basis here, and that's all in Title Six. In Title Seven, uh, you've got that's all about R&D, you know, research and development, which has seen a decrease in spending by the U.S. Uh, The article actually notes that between 1990 and 2013, the U.S. share of spending in in the category of R&D fell from 22% to a little over 13%. And this title is where funding for research, extension, and education for land-grant universities is managed. I'd be interested to know why that's going down. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it seems like I don't. I don't know if that's Slowing being handed progress. Up, handing no. off to you know uh, private yeah. entities, you know, I, or or what. I I think that's an interesting question to ask. Um, and then Title Eight is all about forestry. This title has been something you definitely know about. This title has been authorized in the past five out of the six farm bills. Remember, the farm bills uh, set to re- or ex- expires every five years. Yeah. Uh, so five out of the six farm bills, uh, this four title eight ha, uh, has passed and, uh, has been responsible for the reauthorization, uh, repeal modification and creation of several land management and forestry research assistance programs run by USDA's forest service. And that takes us to title nine, 
um, into the topic of energy and more specifically bioenergy. I think you're going to yeah. talk a little bit about yeah, this um, today. But bioenergy is energy derived from agricultural or forestry feedstocks and can come in the form of liquid fuels, biomethane, electricity, or heat. Uh, this title covers uh, REAP uh, or the Rural Energy for America program and RESP, the Rural Energy Savings Program, and uh, and other programs as it yep. you know pertains to energy. And really, in summary, there's a lot to cover in the other categories of the Farm Bill. And I just thought this was a great article, uh, and uh, you know to share. We one of the things that we hear sometimes is I love the information I get on the podcast. I wish you did a little bit deeper dive. Yeah. We're sort of testing that mm-hmm. out here a little bit um, on this on this deep dive in, into the farm bill. But anyway, this article has a ton more information that we certainly had time to share here. Um, and you can find it on uh, Farm Bureau's website. Just go to fb.org forward slash market dash intel or just probably search um, farm bill and market intel and you'll get there. Anyway. Uh, hope that's helpful. Hope hope somebody learned something about the farm bill today. And yeah, uh, yeah. as much as complicated as farm bill is, every five years, that's I very, think that's very. pretty worthwhile information to yeah. pass on. Uh, and one, you know, one thing when we talked to Bozeman, uh, we talked about nutrition being such a huge part of that farm bill, and a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah, absolutely. Because it says farm bill, not nutrition bill. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But moving on, uh, like Jason said, uh, we've got some biofuel news. Uh, kind of sticking with that. Federal level uh, information or news coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, earlier this week, new legislation was introduced to allow for year-round E15 sales nationally before the upcoming driving season, which begins June 1st. And you'll see that on your ga- gas pumps, E10, E15, it's ethanol. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, so uh, Senators Deb Fisher, Republican in Nebraska, and Amy Klubacher, Democrat, Minnesota, members of the Senate Agriculture Committee, uh, introduced the Consumer and Fuel Retailer Choice Act. Okay. The bill has the endorsement of the National Corn Growers Association, National Farmers Union, American Farm Bureau Federation, and the Renewable Fuels Association, just to name a few. It's a long list. So. Oh, I bet. Um, the bill received wide acclaim with ethanol, agriculture, and petroleum interest. Uh, the Tom Hag, of, uh, president of the National Corn Growers Association, said the bipartisan support of the legislation is reason for Congress to pass the measure. The choice of for low-cost, low-emission E15 at the pump saves drivers millions of dollars a year and increases the fuel supply to improve our energy security. Yeah. Renewable, Renewable Fuels Association President and CEO Jeff Cooper said ethanol producers, oil refiners, fuel retailers, equipment manufacturers, and farmers have all come together to support this common-sense legislation that ensures year-round availability of lower cost, lower carbon E15 at the pump. Yeah. Uh, this was kind of a short little clip. There was not a whole lot of detail on it right now. Yeah, uh, but we'll continue to you know monitor this this bill as it moves forward through the uh, the federal you know government and Senate legislature. I think we did this last summer, probably because that's, gas prices were high, higher mm-hmm. than they are now, certainly. But I think we did this as sort of a, a, a price release relief method. Yeah. Um, and and so it's probably you know really really similar. Yeah, and one of the issues here, you know, as I said, uh, year round E15 sells nationally. Yeah, there was a timeline of when they could sell this product. That's right. And I, the, the article didn't really explain why, but mm-hmm. it involved the EPA and 
a lot of different issues. So as more information comes out, I'll, I'll gladly push this and monitor as we yeah, go. Please do. My my old buddy Neil Kasky is it. So all you corn producers, this is a this would be a really good thing. Yeah, no doubt. He's at a uh, National Corn Growers Association now. I know they're they're happy to see that. Yeah. Um, well, I think that wraps up the news this week, uh, which makes me really sad um, because it's time for Brian to uh, stump the host. Uh, and I went back and listened last week. I just want mm-hmm. want you to know. And actually, you know why? Ring, ring, ring. Hello. Hey, it's your dad. I listened this week. <laughs> uh, you know, I was proud of you guys getting those answers right. I was like, Easy ones. But when Brian told you that those were made for kids, <laughs> I just about <laughs> lost it. <laughs> I was like, you know, and so that's what made me go back and listen to it. And I'm like, well, we were riding a high. Yeah. We were proud of ourselves. Oh, yeah. And finally. <laughs> dropped that. <laughs> a few episodes. And I, c- I could just see you over there just like, yeah, they're very proud of themselves. <laughs> I'm going to drop this bomb on them. <laughs> anyway. Y'all ready for more? What do you have for us today? No. <laughs> what word in the dictionary is spelled incorrectly? Incorrectly? Incorrectly. Was that your answer? Mm-hmm. Or was it, yeah, or were you there asking? There you go. Yeah. All right. Hey, see, I told you I'd give you an easy one. <laughs> I appreciate it. Build us up to break us down. Yeah. All right. Chops Given down the things. weather that we're impending today recording, um, a man goes out in heavy rain with nothing to protect him. His hair does not get wet. How does he do that? He doesn't have any. He's bald. See, I, th- I thought I'd take it easy on you guys this <laughs> yeah. week. Yeah. Come on, so, man. That's, <laughs> All right, you need a harder one? No. Mm -hmm. Because it sounds like you need a harder one. (laughs) Sure. I was going to give you a really long one, but I decided to take it easy on you. Okay. So, all right. You see me once in June, twice in November, not at all in May. June, November. June, November. It's got to be a letter. Can you give us a hint? If I gave you a hint, I'd give it away. Yeah, that's what they all say. <laughs> Once in June, twice in November, and not at, not all, at all in May. May. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you catch that? Yeah. I'll let you have it. E. <laughs> three for three. <laughs> to be fair, I said it was a letter. I knew yeah. it was a letter. Yeah. I just couldn't get there. I felt so bad. I decided to take it easy on you guys this week. <laughs> you went three for three. So, hopefully, you do well in your brackets. Oh, oh thank you. Means, yeah. Right. So, congratulations. We, have, we have his support. Yeah, we do. Yeah, Next we do. week may not be so easy, oh, so we'll see. Boy. Oh, boy. We'll have something to stress about. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm not feeling so well, right? Um, all right. Well, that wraps up the news for this week. Uh, thanks for following along with the Arkansas AgCast. We're grateful for you taking the time to watch and listen. Remember, you can catch new episodes on the show every Thursday afternoon. Find videos, video episodes on Facebook and YouTube. Listen to the audio version on iTunes or Spotify. And make sure to subscribe. Leave us a review when you have a few extra minutes. Yeah, the Arkansas iCast is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau. I'm Jason Brown. And I'm John McMinn. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>